You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. I have to say the Conservative Party might be forgiven for thinking that an asteroid is heading towards them after they see the latest polls this morning. Labour currently, according to the latest YouGov poll for the Times and the Sunday Times, on 45%, uh, 17 points ahead of the Conservatives on 28%. This in a month when they have splashed tens of billions of pounds on a bailout for households of their energy bills and a bailout for businesses for their energy bills and huge swathes of tax cuts, not just for the very rich, but across the board as well. So what is going on? Well, we are live from the Labour Party conference in Liverpool. Uh, first up, let's talk to Ryan Sabi, who's joining me for the next hour. So he's deputy political editor of The Sun. Um, Ryan, um, we are in extraordinary times. You'd expect a bit of a boost to the Labour Party in the polls while Labour Party have got their party conference. There'd be a lot of focus on them. Actually, the focus has barely been here because of what's been happening in the markets, all the turmoil there, focus on Gwazi Kwarteng and the Bank of England governor rather than uh, Labour leader Keir Starmer. Um, what, what is it going on? Should we trust those polls? Is Labour on target to win the next election? I think last week you had that mini budget and the fallout of that was absolutely, absolutely incredible. And um, you'd have thought that spending £150 billion on an energy package, they'd have got some credit. But clearly it's not, it's not cutting through. And uh, then you had the, the mini budget last week and they've spent a lot of money and uh, things aren't happening for them. Things are not happening. With mortgage lenders halting some deals, 5% deals perhaps going on the market next week. These are huge sums. Now, they, they sound like they're not huge sums compared to, we think, in the 1990s when we saw 15% interest rates. But actually people's, their ratio of their income to their mortgages, to the value of their homes is very different. This would be the equivalent in terms of the impact on people's wallets, their, their real incomes. This would be the equivalent of 15% territory. Yeah. So we, that was at a time when people were losing their homes every day. We are in very scary territory for a lot of homeowners right now. There's hundreds of thousands of people whose deals are coming up for renewal and when they come off those low rates they secured you know, two, three, four years ago, they're going to be paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds um, or a month. every month, which is, yeah. which is really, really difficult. And I think the political problem um, for, for the government is that if they make that link between the econ economic circumstances and what the consequences of what the government have done, then uh, this trust is in real trouble. 
Okay, right. Well, uh, we'll come back to you throughout the show. Delighted to welcome this morning uh, Lord Kerslake, Bob Kerslake. He's the former head of the civil service. You're now a, a Labour Party advisor. Um, look, you, you've seen a lot of very interesting times during your career uh, in, at the heart of government. Um, what do you make of where we are right now, not only with you know, the energy crisis, the inflationary pressure, that mini budget that was actually a mega budget in terms of the amount of money that was spent and this run on the pound overnight on Sunday night, uh, Monday morning? Well, it is quite extraordinary times. I've never experienced anything like it. And we've got multiple challenges that are all competing against each other for space. My personal view about the so-called mini-budget, it's been a, an economic and political disaster. Uh, the Chancellor has essentially crashed the public finances. He's done it against what the manifesto said. The manifesto said basically they'll only borrow for investment. And he's done it in the name of an economic theory, you help the wealthy and then the rest of us benefit, that has been so comprehensively uh, disproven as to be incredible that anybody would follow it. And what we're seeing is the consequences of that. The markets didn't expect this and they've reacted accordingly. I think we're at a seminal moment, really equivalent to crashing out of the ERM. And I think the Conservatives may not recover their reputation for economic competence for some time. I have to, to say, you know, watching some of the footage yesterday and seeing Labour Party uh, talking about how they were the party of responsible government, responsible money. I mean, certainly when we're going to hear from Keir Starmer uh, later day, today, um, uh, that is certainly what Keir Starmer is going to say um, in his keynote conference speech at two o'clock this mm. afternoon. We've almost seen politics turned on its head, haven't we? Um, in terms of the, in, the interventions of the, uh, the Chancellor and the Bank of England Governor yesterday, Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng said he would set out a medium-term fiscal plan, but not until the 23rd of November, so eight weeks away, or as that eight-week term is now called, a Tory leadership contest. That is now the, the time marker. Um, and this was about, everyone was saying, you're going to have to make a statement to calm fears. We had the Work and Pension Secretary, Claire Smith, on the show yesterday saying, I'm not going to comment. Saying, With all due respect, I said, I don't think you've got an option not to comment. Uh, I think the government has, to, has no choice. The Bank of England eventually put out a statement saying it will not hesitate to change interest rates as necessary. That is actually, again, instead of calming the market, has made it more volatile um, in terms of fears that we could see five or six percent interest rates next year. Um, how damaging could that be? I think extraordinarily damaging for the reasons you've said, that people are on the edge now. They're struggling to pay their mortgages and live properly, if you like. And that scale of interest in, uh, increase in their interest costs will really make life very difficult for a lot of people. And they will associate it with the actions in the mini-budget. That's yeah. the problem for the government. I think the government have done it all the wrong way round. They should have had a proper assessment of the finances of the country. That's what we have the Office for Budget Responsibility for. Then they should have looked at policies and then they should have brought in the new uh, budget. But they were in such a hurry, they did it the other way round. Did we have time for waiting for that? I mean, the Office for Budget Responsibility have done a lot of that work anyway. Just, the government just chose not to publish it. Well, there is that. But, but, but actually, we spent the whole summer with the Labour Party, which you were advisor to, saying, we can't wait any longer. We need to have action now. As it was, the, the help for households, people felt, came quite late. And then, of course, we had the period right. of mourning when the Queen died. And then demand, demand, demand for there to be action for business. Well, yeah, could they have waited any longer? They could have taken action on the issue of energy. I think there was a good case for that. They would have got pretty big consensus on that. And then we could have seen a proper budget later. They didn't need 
to do the tax cuts in the way they have. They're already pumping 160 okay. billion. Okay, so no, which which taxes? Are you saying the market was, would have been fine? We wouldn't have seen the pound tanking. We wouldn't no. have had this high, proposed hike in interest rates and all this anxiety, if if they simply sent you know 150 billion quid bailing out businesses and households. Well, compare, really? compare absolutely compare it with Rishi Sunak and COVID. He clearly did do the same thing. He had to because we were in an emergency of putting money in, borrowing from the, for current spending. But he was very clear that he was committed profoundly and strongly to balanced budgets. Quasi mm -hmm. uh, Kwarteng seemed to celebrate, almost rejoice in the fact that he wasn't doing that, mm -hmm. that he was going to borrow for as much as he wanted. And there's a criticism in the mail about the so-called bankers uh, betting on the government. Yeah. But the truth is, they basically didn't buy this budget and they thought we were going on a path of unsustainable finance. And that's when, when that happens, they will bet against it, the government. What, what would Labour have done differently? Because actually, I mean, the biggest focus has been on this cut in the, the higher rate of tax for the top earners, 150k more. But, you know, millionaires uh, paying this top rate of 45 pence in the pound, going down to 40 pence in the pound, which, by the way, when you were working as a head of the civil service for Tony Blair was the top rate of tax uh, then throughout almost the entirety of well, all of Blair's and most of Gordon Brown's premiership as well. It was only brought in very late. So, um, <laughs> so to, 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 in terms of what Labour would have done differently, other than that, um, Labour was against the national insurance hike, which Kwasi Kwarteng reversed. Labour was against the corporation tax hike, were they not? Uh, so what, what, what they, no, they, would have, they would have kept that, they would have kept that hike up? Well, look, I'm not uh, Rachel Reeves. She, no, you'll but, need to get her on the programme. Well, you should tell her. But, she should come on. <laughs> but if you ask me what I think they might, should have done, is I think they should definitely have done something on energy bills. They should have gone for a windfall tax on the energy that wasn't going to cost it. That wasn't going to cover everything. It would have covered a part of the cost of it. I think there was a case, if you really were worried about recession, to do things, as Ken Clark has said, for those on lower incomes. Yeah. And they haven't done that. I mean, it's extraordinary. I cannot believe who on earth advised them that this was the right path. Could this be, I mean, you know, you were a civil servant, uh, but you were very much, you take a political stance openly now. Having worked at the heart of government, at the very top of government, running the civil service in this country, um, what do you make of, of where they are right now and, and, and the, where the polls are right now? This latest poll showing Labour on 45%, Conservatives 28%, a 17-point lead, the biggest poll lead uh, since 2001 for, for Labour. Um, what will be going on? right now in number 10 and number 11 as a result of seeing that Good poll. question. I, I should say I'm a cross-bench peer, cross although I do advise Labour. Um, what I would say is going on here are, are two things, actually. And it's what's going on in the Conservative Party mm -hmm. that they need to worry about. In number 10, number 11, they may well be saying, let's tough it out, the polls will change, the markets will settle, and our policies will be seen to be right. And the market did settle yesterday morning for... Marginally. Yeah. And in, to be honest, I don't think the Bank of England statement would necessarily be enough, and we'll see a return to the pressure on the bound. That's one view. We stick it out. But amongst Conservative MPs, I think they are seriously worried that they have shredded their reputation for financial and economic competence. And that, once you lose that, it's extraordinarily hard to bring it back. And for Labour MPs, I was at various uh, bashes at the Labour Party conference last night. I'm sure you were as well. Quite a lot of glee, a lot of rubbing of hands, lots of excitement at, at these polls and the uh, possibility of being back in power after so many years in two years' time. Do you think they're going to do it? Or do those polls show just a big bounce right now? 
um, and actually the, the mass of uh, delivering a, a majority Labour government is rather harder in reality. Well, I think this is an interesting time for Labour. I was at a fish and chip and scouse supper. It was very enjoyable. But uh, what I think you're seeing is two things going on. They are now believing, probably for the first time in a long period, that they might win. Mm -hmm. um, but they're also thinking, what are we going to inherit? How difficult are the economic and financial circumstances going to be? How do we organise our priorities and stay focused on the task? Some of the uh, commentators are saying, yes, Labour will win power, but will they stay in power? Will they have a stable government during... And that's, I think, the thing that some of the more serious commentators are focused on. After, I, I, was, I don't know what the mortgage is on your home, but put your house on it right now. Next election, what happens? Uh, Labour will win. The question is whether they win with a... Uh, absolute majority or whether they'll need to work with one of the other parties. Okay, really interesting to talk to you. Thank you very much right, for joining us. Uh, Lord Kaslake, Bob Kaslake was former head of the uh, civil service uh, and now a Labour advisor to Crossbench Beer. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley-Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.